0: Yeah, I, I, I was I was only regaling her in the fact that, you know, usually when you show up late, you're usually eating something, mostly biscuits or chocolate. So
1: I do have actually uh, today's ah. today's one is a, uh, you know, a lion bar.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, so they're I have,
1: amazing. I have a white lion bar, here, oh, white chocolate lion bar. And you, it's a duo
0: two do- of them oh do tell because i saw these in the shop i'm a sucker for anything white chocolate um, exactly
1: so i was i went to the shop ostensibly to get a beer to have tonight which i also have yeah. uh, which i'm very excited about because i don't always have a beer at no. these, these events but i'm having one tonight uh, and i these you know ultimate like uh not a panic buy but you know what's the word what's the phrase for when it's right beside <laughs> Im- the till <laughs> impulse like, impulse buy and that's it i was a like
0: panic buy.
1: like yeah, well, I need some, you know, I do need some chocolate to come on yeah. eating, but uh, because of the technical difficulties, I haven't opened it yet, but I'll also uh, save it for afterwards.
0: A, a panic boy would be where you get to the counter and realise you don't have anything in your fucking hand.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's probably happened to me at some
0: point. That's that's definitely happened to me. Yeah. I'm
2: just wondering what a, a white lion bar tastes like, because I've never heard of them before. That's not like...
0: I don't, Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it sounds intriguing. It it does. Look, I'm
1: willing to do the taste test, but the audio won't be great. So no, I'll tell you what. I tell
0: you, what, look, I need uh... a I need a sound bite anyway. So this can be a literal sound bite. So go ahead. You can be <laughs> okay. Ur- right. Okay. Ur- i Ur- to
1: go. Hold Ur- on, Ur- I've got Ur- a cup Ur- of tea at the ready here. So
0: you can, you, you got to wash it down with a cup of tea. It's just chocolate. Yeah, you
1: know. I can't eat chocolate. can chocolate
0: without tea. I, mean, I can't eat. Just... I can't
1: eat it without milk. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat, bite into it. Feel free to edit this out.
0: Oh, I won't be. Oh, you should! T- you sound like one of those ASMR videos. My kids are always watching.
1: <laughs> it's chewy.
0: Oh, lion bars are known for their chewiness. Yeah. So where where does it where does it fall on the uh, on the scale of like you know ten being high quality no, Cadburys?
1: I think they're better with with milk chocolate. Really, really. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of got this like coconutty type oh. taste, but there's no coconut oh. in there, and I'm not a big coconut no, fan. Oh no, no. Maybe it's maybe that's not the flavor, but it's kind of got that, yeah, that, um, that taste to it. So yeah, no, disappointing. Now I didn't have the tea because I've just made it, uh, and it probably burned the mouth off. So yeah,
0: we don't want you to scalded for the for the rest of the no, show.
1: Tea will solve everything. So I'll put the rest of it away, and I'll have it with tea <laughs> afterwards.
0: Welcome along, one and all. Hop aboard as the train is about to leave the station as we depart on another nostalgic audio journey through time. Uh, no, we're not taking shrooms. We're back with more reeling in your ears. Yes, this week we're back with our regu- regularly scheduled programming after our Wednesday Spectacular. And to join me as ever, the man who is always regularly scheduled, take from that what you will, uh, it's Simon Chadwick.
1: Hey, Karen, how are you getting on?
0: All oh, good. Yeah, I wasn't sure what... But- that could mean anything, really, couldn't it? It could, it could, um, you know, but like, I mean, like, it's open to interpretation, so it
1: is, that. and we will leave it there hanging in the air,
0: just just dangling like a carrot. Yeah. Um, so with that out of the way, uh, Simon, so, mean, who do we have on with us this week? Well, Karen, tonight
1: we have got uh, the self described sit down comedian, Circe Smith.
2: Hi, guys, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's a, it's an absolute pleasure. So she was actually just telling me before she got on here, she's just back from the Galway Comedy Festival. Oh so you... look at you.
2: Um oh, it was brilliant experience. It was absolutely brilliant. Like um, for people who don't know, I come as have a sit-down comedian because I'm in a wheelchair. So um, like all oh, my comedy is based on my disability and stuff like that. So like it was it was very like it was it was great experience to do the festival, but Italian them stairs killed me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's just brilliant. Yeah, it's um, it, it's 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 something I've always wanted to do uh, is, is go to the, the Galway Comedy Festival, even just as a spectator. To be fair, um, it just it seems like it would be good. Crack seems like a great atmosphere. I'd imagine it was a bit, you know, kind of strange getting back on stage after COVID, though.
2: Oh, it was so weird because I, I I've done a few Zoom gigs But I don't particularly like them that much because like my jokes don't resonate because you don't see the chair, like, ah. and you know what I mean and you know, everyone's like stealing my bit being all sit down comedians, I like should sue. Oh <laughs> you
0: know? definite, uh yeah, no, definite <laughs> plagiarism there.
2: Exactly. But it was it was such a great experience just to see people. I get the you know the the vibes from people, I get the laughs and everything and just even seeing comedy myself again, it was brilliant
0: yeah definitely something that's been missing from our lives I think is live live entertainment um, but speaking of well not live entertainment but entertainment nonetheless uh, so we open this week uh, we open 1994 with one of the biggest celebrity scandals slash murder investigations ever well this side of Phil Spector anyway um, as Gil Garcetti says if you are in any way assisting Mr. Simpson in avoiding justice he is a fugitive of justice uh, this case is obviously extremely well known for many many reasons. Of course, OJ Simpson was accused of murdering his ex-wife Nicole Simpson and her friend Ron Goldman. Uh, He famously fled police in a white bronco which was broadcast uh, on TV Uh, It then, of course, gave us, uh, you know, the TV series, The Trial of OJ Simpson with David Schwimmer, Uh, of course, is pretty much responsible for the Kardashians, for whatever the hell that's worth anymore. Um, So, yeah, this is definitely iconic imagery here of uh, OJ, you know, an innocent man running from the police, which is what you do when you're an innocent man.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a strong start to the episode. And it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 amazingly famous. Case. I mean this is um, I think as well Kieran this, this probably, We probably have this To thank for the explosion In reality TV Not just the Kardashians uh, Whose name was obviously Slightly made more famous uh, By their father being. Mm. Was he No he was a friend He wasn't actually the attorney He was just kind of hanging around Yeah uh, the, Robert Kardashian He
2: was the attorney for a bit And then I think he left The case I think, I think
1: he realised He was a little out of his depth Yeah Yeah,
2: yeah I think he realised I think have done this um,
1: But <laughs> yeah So this is like This, this is because Because the chase Is obviously said broadcast around the world and certainly around the US and like everyone just went just drop what they were doing and it was box office TV but like it's funny because like he's trying to evade the police and he's doing the worst job ever by driving a bright white car very slowly down the motorway as 18 police cars <laughs> dragging behind him. I'm like, I'm not sure you've got it right.
0: No, you, you haven't thought this through. Um, but um actually here's a here's a little side note for you so for those of you who have listened to this podcast in the past, as you'll know, I'm a big, well, old school pro wrestling fan. There's a very strange connection uh, between the OJ Simpson chase and the world of professional wrestling, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you why. So um basically In, oh God, I want to say 1996. uh, There was a match at WrestleMania. You know, old school wrestling fans will know the names Roddy Piper and Goldust. Um, but basically, there was a backstage fight between them, and that was one of the matches. And they didn't have the permission to shoot a car chase that they wanted to, so they used footage from the OJ chase to splice in between the match. Um, and it it came off just as horrible as it sounds to make it look like one was chasing the other um, in in a white Bronco that just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, yeah god. swear to god the second example um is um there was there was in WCW in the 90s 94- Five, I want to say they were filming uh, a skit where two characters, William Regal and Bobby Eaton, were pretending to be where were, we're like British nobles or whatever and talking about how uneducated Americans are, blah, blah, blah. And they go to O.J. Simpson's house. And there's a scene in it where uh, he uh, one of the one of them jumps into a bush. And uh, when he came back out of the bush, a knife fell on the ground. Um, So they put it back and walked away. Um, And the third one is at the time that of the chase. Um, very famous wrestling personality, Jim Cornette, was in the middle of broadcasting his uh, promotions pay-per-view when uh, it was interrupted on TV um, with the Bronco chase. And um, he famously tried to sue O.J. Simpson for inter for costing him money. Um, so, yeah, it's just it, it's it's very, very, very strange connection, but. You know, it's just one of the like, I know a lot about nothing, but I'll tell you what I do know. If you're going to commit a murder, a murder rather, and get away with it, don't write a book afterwards called If I Did It.
2: He did not write a book about If I Did It. He did, did yeah. Really? Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah,
0: he, yeah. He's, he's wrote two books, I think, and one of them is called If I Did It. Um, now, I would like to think it's not a total like reenactment, you know, going, this is how I would have done it. I I'd like to think he's not that dumb, but. You never know. I mean, like you said, he'd try and sneak away from the cops in a big white car. Um, meanwhile, back home, the army is a uh, hard work, entertaining, uh, known nutcase Mel Gibson, as he claims the press is making up reports of injuries on the set of Braveheart. Braveheart was filmed somewhere in Ireland, I think. I could be wrong.
1: I think around the Curra, because this- uh, they got all the army lads involved. So oh. I think it was around ah. the Hildareish uh, region.
0: I was going to say Wexford, but that was Saving Private Ryan.
1: That was Saving Private Ryan, yeah. No, we'll hang on to Saving Private Ryan. Not this free Loop.
0: <laughs> no, Yeah, was he always this crazy? Because I thought his insanity was only within the last 10, 15 years.
2: I, I think he always was a bit nuts. Like, you could always tell he was a bit off. Do you know what I mean? He had that air about him, you know. You knew he was a bit like, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was always a bit, of, um, a, a bit of something to him. But when I saw him running around there and, you know, pretty much berating the press for making shit up, I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Mel, rein it in. It's not the passion of the Christ yet. <laughs> um, and speaking of making shit up, uh, here's John Bruton. Um, as he faces a vote of no confidence in his leadership of Fina Gael, he passes with flying colours and a shit-eating grin. Couldn't even bring himself to announce his own victory. He had to get the fella next to him to do it.
1: Yeah, the fella being renowned truth-teller and straight shooter, Michael Larry, who of yes. course yeah. was expelled from Fina Gael a couple of years later for being... Uh, um, Involved in corruption
2: mm. And that's not like Finnegan at all You know <laughs> No
0: That's yeah. not That's not their MO at all no. Yeah. I thought it was just gas John Bruton was sitting there Like you know Like almost like Michael Larry Was his solicitor And he was like On the advice of Michael Larry, I've been told to keep my mouth shut Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's just how it comes off He probably should have given OJ a lesson or two Um, And this, we touched on this last week And we finally get to see it Boris Yeltsin arrives in Shannon Airport Sort of Unlike Rachel and friends, he didn't get off the plane Uh, Albert Reynolds tries to pull the wool over all of our eyes Saying that it was blood pressure issues However, rumour has it that he had a bit too much on the way over And didn't feel like stepping onto the tarmac Uh, The translation is absolutely hilarious The guy who dubs over his voice I'll give him a kick for that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's quiet it's so Russia. it's so sinister <laughs> i give him a kick
1: i'm like that's not what he said he definitely said he was oh. going to kill him
2: <laughs> what was in the double like what did he say uh they said that his He's...
0: uh security was supposed to wake him up and they didn't and he'll give him a kick for that basically yeah it was uh, yeah it was
1: it's strange so i i i did a bit of um, research on this one because I, I I know this, obviously, this story, but I don't know this story at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get the background. So the background makes it even, be- even better or more funny, I guess. Uh, so obviously, like you said, so he, um, initially his plane, so he's supposed to land, so he's stopping over on his way back from the States, I think. Uh, Shannon getting their stopovers. Dad is back for a day, Kieran. Uh, yes. Throw back to Wednesday's episode. Um, so he's supposed to arrive at a certain time. Albert Reynolds is in Australia when this decision is made last oh. minute. So he cuts short his trip to Australia, which was, it was a work trip, but like he cuts it short to make sure he's back there to meet Yeltsin. There's a lunch arranged in Dramolan Castle. There's all <laughs> the red carpet, as we see, is rolled out. Um, people on the tarmac begin to realize something is amiss when the plane circles Shannon Airport for an hour. <laughs> uh, his, his he, apparently there's two planes in this scenario. So he has like this advanced plane, which has like, I don't know, the lesser Russian diplomats on it. And then the main plane, which is Yeltsin's, you know. <laughs> Layer, uh and uh, so that circles that circles for an hour the little one lands and somebody gets out and then uh eventually and says others there's there's an issue up in the, the the main plane there whatever but anyway it eventually lands and uh as we see the um the uh the dancing bear as he's affectionately known does not dance off the plane uh and albert reynolds has to try and try and save face by saying he's sick even though the uh obviously the commonly held belief is that he had had uh, quite a few too, quite a quite a bit too much to drink, which apparently, <laughs> very funny, said uh, it led to the use of the term "circling over Shannon." Uh, oh my in god! Parts of Ireland for someone who had had too much to drink, so you'd be like, jeez, Kieran's on his fifteenth pint; he's circling over Shannon."
0: <laughs> Hang on, if Kieran was on his fifteenth pint, Kieran'd be circling the matter Hospital. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you'd well, be circling the toilet bowl. Yeah, but like, well, yeah. I would be the same. But uh, but yeah, so apparently he, uh, Reynolds had to make do with the vice president. So the vice president got off the plane, and they met had a brief meeting in the duty free lounge, <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, before that the Russians of, fucked it... off. I like for five minutes, and then they just fucked off on the plane and left.
2: <laughs> it, it kind of mirrors like Donald Trump, like a couple of years ago coming to Shannon Airport, that's, that kind of thing.
0: uh it does, That's 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 great. Like you just can't get any more Soviet Russia than that, really, can you? I mean poor poor Albert was probably like great <laughs> Boris Yeltsin and then the Vice President gets off and he's like who the fuck is this guy
2: <laughs> I just think it's yeah, like they Albert, had a, a meeting in a tiny airport and Shannon like <laughs> like Shannon is a tiny tiny like airport and you just like have this guy and the Vice President have like a meeting with juicy berry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, I can I can see Albert Reynolds now, like you know, taking the vice president on a tour of the duty free, being like, and here you can get cheap cigarettes.
2: I can get your pint Guinness, but maybe not, you know, considering the situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe a bucket of water for Yeltsin. <laughs> um, and uh, speaking of drink, a man dances around a pint of Guinness in the strangest Guinness ad since Michael Fassbender swam to America to say well to his brother. I vaguely remember this ad being all over the telly, but it's just so bizarre.
1: Yeah, it's the music really that you remember, I think, the the
0: iconic tune. Yeah, I was going to Shazam it and then I was like, actually, no, it's not that great. Um, and in speaking of drink, uh, new drink driving laws this year sees penalties, including possible jail terms as rural drinkers protest. One man, part of the resist movement, says it's unfair and the government should support farmers like him being able to get from pub to home. You know, they say every time a new drink driving law is passed, a Healy Ray gets his wings.
1: So true. But this guy is a Jim Roach or Jim Desmond, excuse me, uh, who uh, is carping on that uh, he doesn't have a dart to bring him to his farm in uh and therefore the law shouldn't apply. I'm like, they can't even get a train to go to the main airport of the country. Jim, they're not going to get one to go to your <laughs> farm in It's so a pipe down.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just gas. It's it's really a whole lot of like whataboutism, um, you know. Especially any time like because because uh, you know uh, which what which one of them was it was it Michael or Danny Healy right? raid. They wanted a special drink driving license for the people of <laughs> Kerry.
2: That's just such an Irish thing. I'm just glad with my wheelchair. There is no drinking and driving laws in my chair, or I would have i have my license revoked.
0: That he'd have a few. Penalty points. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's
0: yeah, you know what? I've never actually thought of that. Yeah, because I know it's I know it's illegal to cycle a bike drunk. Um, but yeah. I didn't um God, well there we go. Now we learned something, we learn things on this podcast. You can um actually not that you'd want to, I guess, pretend, but technically, if you wanted to, you could, you know, get a <laughs> borrow somebody's, you know, wheelchair motorized, obviously, go to the pub, have a few, and then just take it back. That'd, that could totally work believe
2: it or not many of my friends have done that in my chair. well there we go parents.
0: there we go confirmation <laughs> that it does in fact happen we're not encouraging <laughs> it here on this podcast but you know you should you, yeah we should like write a little book on it called if we did it um <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, speaking of things we wished we didn't do, uh, lion dancing comes to Ireland as the craze sweeps the nation, stetsons and belt buckles galore, as one, one woman says, it de-stresses you. Um, it, it doesn't. It, it stresses me out anyway. It's, it's it, I, th- I think it's probably the worst form of dancing I've ever seen.
2: I'm getting a bit of PTSD from that, to be honest. It's bringing me back to school days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we were, we were, oh God, I went to an old boy school and we were, we were, we were told that uh, we were doing line dancing and uh, the local Bible school uh, got us to dance to it. It's Raining Men. So that's, um, it's not the most enjoyable of memories for me either.
2: It's, it was, stuff <laughs> that was always done around family dues as well. It was just so cringy. Yeah. Th-
0: was
2: just, no. <laughs>
0: yeah there's there's a direct correlation between what the... i can
1: make out about lion dancing oh i think for, we're having what i can make out it's a load of people wearing oh
0: i'm gonna end yeah I, I, I think well i think we're having a little bit of a delay um yeah i th- i think we think there's a little bit of lag between between us here um but go ahead Simon. what are you saying
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, from what I can make out, it looks like uh a load of people wearing strange shirts and shuffling around in kind of a vague square.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much like your average disco in somewhere like Glass Nevin. I don't know why Glass Nevin came into my head there, but yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it 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 there's a direct correlation, I think, between the rise of lion dancing and um and Garrett Brooks. Let's just let's just say that much.
2: you know it's funny about Garth Brooks? My mom keeps reminding me about this, like I was a terror as a child, as a baby. I would not sleep for four years. And apparently, the only thing that would make me sleep was Garth Brooks. Apparently, yeah. the only thing that made me sleep was him smashing the guitar.
0: Well, that, you know, to be fair, Garth Brooks puts me to sleep too. So <laughs> it, uh, I must actually try that on my child. Um, <laughs> And uh, also sweeping the nation is World Cup fever, uh, but spoiling the fun for some is Dublin barmen who go on strike. Uh, so the off licences could cash in. Um, the strike was over work conditions and pay. Well, I mean, there goes your pay for opening day of the World Cup, anyway.
1: Like this, this whole—I I get they're trying to get maximum um, exposure or like make the maximum effect on their on their bosses. But uh, it's a bit mad that uh, the World Cup kicked off without some pubs in Dublin being open
0: yeah but i mean i know they're striking over work conditions and pay but like isn't each you know like bar kind of responsible for their own staff and if so surely that's down to the individual bar and not for the whole of dublin but bar men unless they've got some sort of union i don't know about
1: yeah apparently they were unionized so this is what happened so i don't know what the union was but it was (laughs) 550 pubs in dublin which is a large number uh even for Dublin. Um but apparently five hundred and fifty pubs uh went on strike or barmen went on strike from these pubs. Uh,
2: that's, sorry. That's just that's just cruel to like all the dads and the outfits watching the World Cup when they can't drink.
0: Yeah, I mean I wonder like five hundred and fifty pubs, surely there's like mm-hmm. on, there's definitely double mm-hmm. double that in Dublin
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I, I don't live in Dublin, um and, and I you know, I'm, I'm guessing there there might be. Um, Simon, if you were to take a guess, how many pubs would you say there are in Dublin now? Well, I'm no good
1: accountant, counting, Kieran, but I'd say there's <laughs> must be millions. Uh, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, it's. I like. I, I'm not sure how many of the pubs were unionised. There probably was more in '94 because you know there's loads of those little pubs have closed and stuff. Um, yeah. But there, yeah, look, there are a lot of pubs in Dublin. I have no idea what the what the what the figure would be, and as this isn't the pop quiz, I'm not going to make a guess. <laughs> you're, <laughs>
0: you're, you're choosing the John Bruton route. You're going to stay yeah. silent.
1: <laughs> I'll ask my Galeri to, to give <laughs> yeah. my answer.
0: Um and speaking of the World Cup, Ray Houghton lobs the ball in the back of the Italian net. Uh Mexico beat us 2-0 as the heat is getting to John Aldridge as he calls an official a twat. Um Jackie, and a dickhead. Well, I didn't cop that part. I got the twat. I didn't get the dickhead, part.
1: Oh yeah, you got to get you got to get the all uncensored version, which obviously went out live on RT. Of or course. Part. Um it was late. The games were on were on late at night. Uh yeah, he called him a twat and a dickhead and told him to fuck off a lot. And I'm sure we, the mic didn't pick it up, but I'm pretty sure Jack Charlton was saying the same thing to the man in the yellow hat.
0: Well, yeah, whoever that man in the hat is, he definitely got the raw end of the deal, but uh, as a result, Jack has to watch the uh, the game against Norway from the stands, um, and that game ends in a draw. However, against the Dutch, a bad backheader allows Barkham to put one in, and a slip-up from Bonner allows the Dutch to knock us out in a 2-0 defeat. Um, the final, of course, of the World Cup goes to penalties, um, as Italy fluff a penalty, giving Brazil the trophy. Um you're you're the resident sports expert here i know obviously 94 was a big year for ireland in the world cup because again you know put on a decent show but uh any any interesting tidbits you might want to there's know? there's loads where to start here and so yeah like
1: the um as you say yeah look, it was a big year like we've only ever been to three world cups so we saw the 1991 we went to this one and then there's two and that's it um and we have only been to six tournaments in total three world cups and three euros so it's obviously a big always a big deal the country goes mad um Obviously, the pubs in Dublin shut down, but everyone else was having a was having a whale of a time. Um, but uh, yeah, so we beat Italy. So like, I think people need to understand how much of a shock that was. So like Italy had knocked us out in 1990. They were, if not the outright favourites, they were the best European team at the time. The Italian League was the best league in the world. AC Milan had won the Champions League 4-0 that year uh, in the final beating Barcelona. So like this was, the Italians were the team uh, in Europe and Ireland were, you know, Lucky underdogs Even though we had a lot Of good results And as I said In '93, We've been like Sixth best team in the world But like We weren't expected To do anything Against Italy And we beat them
0: Yeah we beat their brains out uh, Yeah
1: we beat their brains out And <laughs> the, the best tip That I can give you Is that Despite the fact We got to the quarter final Of the previous World Cup That's our first ever win At a World Cup Oh Because if you Look at the results In 1990 We had four draws And a defeat <laughs> Uh <laughs> But we just we obviously won on penalties uh, in the second round. And then, uh, yeah, that was, and we only scored two goals. So this is our third goal. It's our first win. And of the three World Cups we've been in, all of which we've qualified from the group. So we've like done pretty well in all of them. We've only ever won two games in 90 That's That's incredible. So there's your stat. So we are very efficient. Yes, uh, in, when it comes to World Cups, so it's a pity we're not going to the one next year. But uh, it is in Qatar, so you know we're 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 conscientiously objecting by not being good enough to qualify.
0: Well, it's a good. You know, to be honest, it's a good thing we're not going this year because then the world is not subjected to the horrible, horrible orange jersey that they've just yes. released. Yeah, what yeah. in the hell? Is that was happening? not. That is not good.
1: I mean, I have nothing... Look, the orange thing, I know there'll be the odd person who'll give out about the orange oh. thing for other reasons. I don't mind them having an orange jersey. It's, it is a third of our flag. That's
0: fine. But make it nicer than what you release released today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do they look like, these jerseys? Like, I haven't seen them. It's
0: it's kind of hard to describe, but it's basically somebody actually on I saw on Facebook commented on the Joe. It was a it looks like the color of carrot soup, Um which I
1: think yeah, is. A, I would call it because there's black on the sleeve. So I thought burnt traffic cone was the best way to describe it. <laughs>
2: burnt well, where, traffic. Are they, where are they changing the, from the green? Is it a away jersey? I think
1: it's yeah, it's just there. It's their second jersey. So if someone else oh. is wearing green or or not. Yeah, uh, 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 or a clashing color, you they'll wear the orange, but they're just going to throw it out against Luxembourg, who don't wear green. Yeah, uh, when they play in a couple of these times, so it's a marketing thing, really. Seriously. Yeah,
0: it's do you know what I mean? It, it, but it looks like you know you're playing pro evolution soccer, like, and they can't get the rights to the jerseys, like you know what I mean? that's yeah, what it looks yeah. like. That's what it looks like. It just looks absolutely cat. Now I say bring back the old orange opal one. That was a fantastic jersey. I could talk about jerseys for days. Cause oh yeah, like, but there yeah. are certain yeah, colors. The retro that, jerseys. There are certain colors that just don't belong on on football jerseys. I mean, brown. One of them, and yeah. orange, orange, definitely. Um, yeah, and it'll you know it's 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 not a good look. And actually, speak, like speaking of jerseys, there's
1: an interesting tidbit again from the uh, from this Italy match uh, that we watched here. Um, that uh, the Irish team got ready for the game. They actually Jack and told them they didn't need to warm up uh, because it was hot enough already, which tells you how much you need to know about Jack's managerial style. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so the first time they were going out in the pitch was when they went to the tunnel. They hadn't been out in the pitch, and they uh, they got into the tunnel. Uh, and realized that they were wearing white jerseys and Italy were wearing white jerseys. Oh, God. Uh, oh. and they both managed to wear their second jersey. Neither of the teams obviously play in white as a first choice, but uh so Ireland had to go and hurriedly change into their green strip. Um Oof. uh but uh they got a great lift when they came out because it was expected that this game was in New York obviously and it was expected that you know New York being full of Italians uh that uh, the Italians would would be the dominant uh fans in the stadium and I'll have a huge amount but because uh, as we know no, Irish sports fans like nothing better than a bandwagon it was about yeah. three quarters full of Irish people oh, yeah and the players got a and huge gift from
2: it love Irish people I was over in the stage and they love us over there
0: oh yeah totally yeah. I mean it's 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 the land of many cultures and
2: yeah. you know
0: wherever you wherever you go surely to Christ there's a there's going to be a mob of Irish somewhere the big head, the big Irish heads on us as they say but like
2: yeah. the, they're over there and they're like I remember they find out my name and it's really harsh they can't pronounce it but the first question is like oh my god do you know such and such such, such and such in this paper no
0: <laughs> yeah we, we, we don't we don't all know each other but yeah. know, in, but we can spot each other a mile away
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah you know somebody you mightn't know them personally but when you're abroad you know an Irish person when you're looking at them
0: oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah they're usually the big sunburned head on them <laughs> yeah um, and uh, we're back at home With Riverdance next As stupid sexy Flatley And his silk shirt uh, tappa, tappa 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 To open the Eurovision What the hell is with The massive heads Speaking of big Irish heads What is with the big... There's a name for that's a, It's like a A, a bobblehead a, a form
1: of art No it's not a bobblehead It's like It's a Company is the wrong word But the, the people who do These big head things um, Is it Mockness Something like that <laughs>
0: Big I heads know, are us
1: I'm just going to Google Big Irish heads And I not going to do anything That's, that's
0: really not All you're going to get Is Marty Morrissey <laughs> Yeah because I know that I recognise the, that the, the, There was Bono's head And that was reused In the video For U2's The Sweetest Thing
2: I, I know the ones You're talking about I was trying to think, I've was i seen them They're like masks Or something
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like something at a spitting image um, Yeah 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 the what do they call it? like they look like paper mache, yeah.
2: Paper and they like, they're really creepy kind of things,
0: yeah. Because yeah. you know, that they had that, um, that 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 film, uh, was it was a Michael Fassbender was in it, um, that movie Frank, uh, where the guy was an artist or something and he had a big massive head. Um, no, sorry, it was Donald Gleason. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't, um. I can't think of the, the name of the thing, but yeah, it, it's just, it's creepy. So, I mean, if you do happen to find this when you're throughout the episode, just shout it out. Um, I will. I will. I'll come back to it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so guess what? Ireland win again with rock and roll. Kids, feck's sake, we're just, we're too good. Um so not going
1: to victories here.
0: But yeah, it just, like, it really is true with the same father, Ted. Like, you know, anybody would think you'd want us to lose so that you don't have to host it next year. So, um, yeah. But, but um, it's, uh, the, the the big heads aside, do uh, Eurovision, however, brings me to today's pop quiz. So, uh, Sirius, this is your first time, just to explain. Every week I ask our guests and Simon a question, and they have to give me the answer. Straightforward enough, but it's usually something totally obscure. Um, so today's pop quiz, now I actually should have saved it for the next victory, but feck it, it's too late now. So what i want to know is how many total points did ireland's winning songs achieve in the seven total victories so um basically we won it seven times and the total number of points accumulatively how many was it so i'm going to start with simon how many would you take a guess how many points in total did we get for our victories wow you're
1: really gonna do me like that okay Uh, yeah okay so, we saw the total last week, or well, last week, we did the episode two days ago, I don't remember it, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'll try to do complex maths in my head now, Kieran you you're asking me to add seven different figures, I, mm-hmm. this is just, my my tiny brain, I, I may work in finance, but my tiny brain doesn't,
0: you're off, we'll give it yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so let's see Um so we're gonna say I'm gonna say 710
0: okay, seven hundred. good good stab in the dark. Uh, Seriously if you were to hazard a guess what would you say?
2: Okay, now you're asking the person who Ferry that to their juniors first. <laughs> so, oh, it's kicking for me. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna read it at 750 Okay,
0: 710 750 um I I unfortunately about too far away for me to like say, oh, you know, somebody closer or whatever. But the total number of points that we won over the seven victories is one thousand and seventy-seven. Wow. So off by a fair bit. But that's that's quite that's yeah. actually quite the quite the achievement now, to be fair. Um if I had the time and the effort, I would look up and see, you know because we've won it the most obviously we must have won the most points but maybe who's the closest second but we might say that for next week um but uh on to our next segment then which is our newest segment um probably gonna have to stop saying that soon because we've been doing it for a couple of weeks now but it's uh simon's favorite twitter page so what have you found for us in the twitterverse well i would say this week but you only found one two days ago but hopefully you've, you've, yeah, you've but found something else
1: been working overtime here um <laughs> here to deliver this um so yeah, so I found uh, I was I was looking around a couple of different uh, pages, and I've got I've actually got a list now, which I'm going to ah good. But, uh, late doors, when I was researching yesterday, I came across a page that I just had to bring to everyone's attention. Uh, so this, this page, very simply, is called uh, '70s Dinner Party.' <laughs> uh, that's at '70s,' so '70s underscore party. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, I'm not even sure how to begin to describe it. It's pictures of really awful food um, from the 70s. <laughs> so, for example, um, the one that was tweeted a couple of days ago on the 2nd of November um, is a picture of uh, a box of food, uh, ready, ready food. Well, like oven, you know, you put it in the oven for a length of time. The food is beef burger pancakes. What? Uh, yeah. Um, and the picture is, yeah, there's, I mean, there's pancakes there. There's some kind of sauce. Uh, I think, I think mushroom soup, actually, because that's, there's a list of ingredients and that's in there. And I really just need everyone to go and look at this page right now, um, because it's very hard to actually describe it verbally. Um, <laughs> the, the, the next page is a Jack-o'-lantern cheese ball.
2: Oh. Uh, which,
1: they tweeted for Halloween, which is just a giant blob of cheese. Oh, that with, sounds with amazing. Um, oh. So I think these are from like I don't know seventies magazines, maybe, and it's like recipes or like you know different 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 uh, pictures. Like there's a recipe here for a Heinz Club sandwich, which oh. is uh, oh. which is um, the ingredients of which actually I'll just read out to you. So five ounce can of Heinz baked beans. Uh, four Heinz stuffed ma- manzanilla olives,
2: olives. Heinz, uh, No, no. Two
1: Heinz pickled gherkins uh, Three <laughs> Heinz pickled onions uh, Just And it just says Heinz mayonnaise doesn't tell you how much So that could be a, an indefinite amount uh, Then on sliced wholemeal bread, butter or pork dripping Ugh. Sliced tomato and parsley sprigs And there's a recipe The recipe involves mashing all this stuff And putting it in a sandwich
2: oh (laughs) no it sounds like a weird either hangover cure or pregnancy craving it just sounds wrong
1: yeah so that's um so that's there and uh um there's there's another one here uh which which again looks like it's coming from a newspaper or magazine uh a a, a kind of a recipe which is corn dog stew oh no you you will need So the ingredients here or the list of things you'll need is a 400 gram can of hot dog sausages. It's a can of hot dog sausages. Uh, a 400 gram can of, well, sorry, a 396 gram can uh, of tomatoes to be precise. A uh, 198 gram can of sweet corn an onion, some salt and pepper and two packets of bacon frazzles, which I assume are like bacon fries, right? <laughs> um, uh, what ma- this makes enough stew for four people apparently. Stew, by the way. Uh, oh. The equipment you need is a knife. <laughs> a saucepan with a lid And a soup bowl Or a shallow dish And it then says Before you start Ask a grown up To open the cans <laughs> So I got I, I went down A very deep When I was supposed to be in bed I was up Having done my episode research Having now picked this As my Twitter page Just looking at the pictures
0: Oh my god
1: uh, And the recipes So That's,
0: Oh
2: is horrible. I would also,
1: I? if anyone is there, I would like to bring their attention to a retweet uh, that they retweeted on the 7th of October uh, which is a picture of um, well, I'll just read the caption so the caption is, babe, are you okay? You've barely touched your feet loaf and oh. it's, uh, it's meat <laughs> in the shape of a foot, two two feet with what looked like slices of onion as toenails and an onion in where the like oh ankle would be Uh, And (laughs) I guess they're going to cook it It's on like a tray Um, It's, yeah, everyone just needs to look at this page Oh my god That is 70s dinner party That's at 70s underscore party I do believe there are sister pages Or whatever you call them uh, uh, Which may encapsulate other decades But uh, this this, this is as far as I've gone
2: (laughs) Uh, Oh my god I'm (laughs) traumatised I'm
0: actually I'm actually tears are in my eyes over your narration of the uh of the Heinz Club sandwich in particular and the uh and the the, the corn dog stew. Aww. I ju- like a back of the bacon fries in a fucking stew. That's marvelous. That is marvelous. That is um we'll have to like put out the put the feelers out there and be like, you know, right, if we reach like I don't know, 2000 followers, I will make and eat the Heinz Club sandwich. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm 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 putting it out there, putting it that out there it's right on now. Air now.
2: Yeah, so like it
0: can't take it back. Yeah. stay tuned. Oh my god. I thought the worst thing I'd ever seen was when I went into the pound shop and saw uh Heinz sandwich spread, which is literally just clumps of carrot and peas in mayonnaise, and people put this on a sandwich, like like on a slice of bread, and it's yeah, oh, that that sent shivers down my spine. But no, I think the Heinz Club sandwich has has definitely taken no pun intended, but for taken me, the biscuit. Feat,
2: that was the worst. Yeah. Oh God.
0: There's definitely somewhere uh, somebody out there yeah. who's got a foot fetish and eats this for dinner. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, in... sorry
1: before before we go on, I've found the name of the group that made the big heads.
0: Oh, good man.
1: Ooh. It is it's Machnas. That's M A C N A S, which is the Irish for frolicking, apparently. Oh. Uh, their performance company from, from Galway uh, and they do other things, I think, but they're famous for these, uh, these big, as you said, spitting image type heads.
0: So there you go. Well, there we go. There we go. Brilliant. So everybody, everybody go look and, and look at the, the mockness. Yeah. Um, look at that rather than the dinner party thing. Yeah. You're better off. Save your stomach. Um,
1: yeah. I, can we also say uh, rock and roll kids is an absolute bad. Oh, player.
0: Hands down, absolute tune. Um, I for some reason always thought it was Bagatelle but it's not. Um, and I will say, actually, speaking of nasty food, and then we'll move on. Uh, I was telling um, seriously, before you came on, Simon, that earlier on, what I had was right. So you know, McCoy's—they make the the crisps, the man crisps, yeah, they call them. yeah. So they do was like buffalo steak flavor or whatever. So uh, Min in Iceland with the missus and you know, picking up a few bits. Um, uh, who by the way are also on Just Eat. Um, if in case you ever wanted, you know, uh, frozen eclair. Is brought to your door, you know, eleven at night. Um, but uh, yeah, so look it through the freezer, and there's a bag of McCoy's chips. Now, not crisps, not the Americanized crisps, but actual chips by McCoy's. Um, they were frozen, and you cook them. Um, so they're they're Buffalo McCoy's Buffalo steak flavored chips. Um, I ate a whole bunch, and my my belly's not well. So it's um, there I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't recommend the McCoy's barbecue flavoured chips but just goes to show that there's a there's something for everyone out there
2: see I thought you were talking about like like um like crisps chips no, oh you know no. I mean? this, no that sounds worse yeah so yeah you...
0: I, like deep oh. deep fried McCoy's basically Um, oh. I mean it's no it's no bacon rashers or bacon fries in a stew but you know it, it, there it is um and uh up next in Rwanda the country is struck by genocide after the death of the country's president um the Hutu gangs rage war against the Tutsi people um the UN intervene however it proves ineffective uh hundreds of thousands are displaced and uh as a, as a result of it and a lovely woman that she is Mary Robinson visits the impoverished country uh to be fair to her um I mean, I know she gets the piss taken out of her quite a bit, especially by David McSavage. But um, she just seems to be a genuinely nice lady who, when there's trouble in other countries, she just she's the first one there, really.
1: Yeah, I think she was genuinely passionate about uh, these these kind of injustices. And obviously this is like Rwanda was a genocide, like hundreds of thousands of people yeah. killed, as she said. All the awful things that happened. I mean, you saw some clips which kind of pulled back the the, the curtain on it a, a, a tiny bit but yeah it's uh you know she was she was a great campaigner and I think you know she went on to do that rather than have a second term as president and kind of just hang around the
0: Oris, which was you know very uh admirable yeah, mm. absolutely um and up next the most influential song they ever did Zombie by the Cranberries, as we see scenes of chaos uh, again in the north um I think that to me is pretty much like when I think of Reeling in the Ears that's what I think of I think of absolute chaos scenes of chaos with the cranberries playing over it um and of course like i th- I, I think i'm not 100 sure i'll have to go read up on it again but i actually think zombie is about the trouble in the north it is it, yeah it's is, it is, yeah. yeah. it's
2: it's a brilliant song though but it's been butchered though so much oh it has so much.
0: yeah it has um you now like they did they, one of my favorite metal bands breed 77 did a cover of it Um, And instead of sitting out And kind of ruined it To be honest Because instead of saying uh, um, Whatever the lyric in Zombies Is the same thing we've seen Since 1916 um, Breed Breed 77 did It's the same thing They've done since 2001 Which uh, I'm kind of like Right okay I get the point But you know That's just That's just changing things For the sake of changing things
2: Yeah it's the same Like they're doing it Like there's a couple of People I've seen on YouTube They change it to like 2020 Like It doesn't have the same meaning You know what I mean
0: no they should just uh they should just leave it be
2: um
0: and uh, bill clinton defends his actions in giving jerry adams a travel visa to the states uh, not in j1 unfortunately although it would be gas crack to see jerry behind the counter for walmart um but to talk about peace john major reiterates the want for peace as the ira declare a cease of operations loyalists and republicans alike join in embracing the change however small it is and however long it may or may not last but you know like i said it's, it's 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 a good year good year for peace in the north is. Is
1: yeah and after we've i mean we've looked we've spent the last 25 episodes watching uh watching the scenes from the trouble so uh it, it's yeah. nice to see some kind of progress even though we we know from the remove of further well more than 25 years now what is the 27 years um that you know it wasn't a straight it hasn't been a straight road and we're not
0: yeah
1: te- you know there's still a lot of shit going on but uh but yeah, this 94 definitely saw an upturn in, uh, in the peace process. I, yeah. I enjoyed the loyalist ceasefire because of Gusty Spence, yeah, who was the man who was reading the statement, uh, who couldn't be wearing his glasses in any more of a wonky manner had he tried. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not even sure they were on his ears. Like, they were just kind of like askew. I'm not sure what part of his body they were actually resting on, but they were just like totally at an angle. Um, so I enjoyed Gusty very much. <laughs> and his name was awesome.
0: Yeah, great name. It's the best name I've heard since Harrison Butch Slaughter, who, who we then found out wasn't actually called Harrison Butch Slaughter. No, no. Such a, such a shame. I'm also disappointed as today when I found out at 29 years' of age that Sergeant Slaughter was never actually in the army. Such a shame. Terrible. So Terrible. Um, well,
2: he just got that nickname from nowhere, though.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Um, But uh, up next, uh, Suffer Little Children brings about the all too familiar issue of the Catholic Church's sexual abuse of children. The documentary follows the case of Father Brendan Smith, who, after being found out by the Catholic Church to be sexually abusing children, was moved to America, where the abuse continued. Um, The Church would obviously be criticised for this, as well as the government for its delay in extradition. Um no, I didn't actually do I didn't particularly want to go into too much detail on it in terms of research, but um I'm 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 hoping that man is dead now. I think
2: um, he was he was he, brought back here though at some point.
0: Yeah, he was so
1: so he was so yeah, he is dead, Kieran. He died yeah. one month into his sentence, so spoiler he did get sentenced. Um because um, he was very obviously a pedophile. Uh, yes. Um, um but um not a cyclist. No, he? no, not a cyclist. But he um he did die. Yeah, he died of a heart attack in jail, like right, like a couple of years after this. Um, yeah, but you're dead right, He was he was living in Ireland at the time, and that extradition piece that's because his crimes were committed, his crimes on this island were committed in the north, so he was being mm-hmm. extradited to Northern Ireland, oh. and there was a delay, which we will see later on brings down the government, um, a delay in actually getting them up there to the north and actually extraditing him. Mm-hmm. But uh he, um. This is probably the first. This counterpoint documentary is probably the very first time that the victims' voices were heard. Um, you know, there's interviews yeah. with victims there, some uh waving their anonymity and some keeping it. But uh, it was probably it's a really um. I'd urge anyone. I've actually seen that documentary um back since, and I'd urge anyone to watch it just in terms of it's a very relevant historical moment because we've seen kieran all the way through how big the church were how how, oh, yeah. how much say they had we've we've seen so many episodes where there was social debates going on and priests were there priests' opinions were listened mm-hmm. to and this is the start of it's not the very start i think we did see something a couple a couple of years ago a couple of episodes ago but this is like this 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 documentary which is from utv it's not wasn't made in the republic because god forbid any of us would have uh, would have taken down the church at this early stage um this is like the start of of the victims' voices being heard And people
0: realizing that actually something wasn't right um and that all this shit yeah. was going on. Yeah of but, course a, a long way to go before reparations were somewhat made but it's certainly a start.
2: It's it's amazing though you wouldn't think that like a document would be made like that in the nineties. Like that's brilliant. That was made.
0: Yeah um yeah it was certainly kind of early days but as, as Simon yeah. alluded to there because it was made in the north because you know yeah. of course if it was if it was down here it would just been brushed
2: over. Oh,
0: on, under the carpet um and uh, in I, I, I can never pronounce the name of this town Gloucester 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 Gloucester, Gloucester. Yeah. Wow yeah. Yeah, I was so wrong. Gl- Gloucester, okay, we we'll go Gloucester. They have a
1: rugby team here, and that's how I know. This. Ah,
0: there we go, good man. Um, so in Gloucester, uh, the house of Fred and Rose West uncovers multiple dead oh. bodies as the builder and his wife are found to have murdered multiple people people over the years, including one of their own children. Um, Fred West was charged with twelve murders in total. Uh, he would later kill himself in prison. Um, I've I've watched a documentary recently enough on this, and funny enough. Terrible, say funny enough, but only recently did it come to light that apparently another victim uh, was possibly found in Mm. in the walls of a cafe that he was working at as a builder. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it it was actually recent because I haven't really I watch a lot of documentaries about it. like recently in the news in England, that in a cafe or something that was the the house they found bodies and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I was wondering because I I know you know you know the names like Fred and Rose West, Mm. and you know they were you know they were serial killers or whatever but i had i didn't know the story and i was researching it last night and like i a so just like horrible or like like just awful what what like everything it's
2: disgusting <laughs> and it's it's horrifying like what they did and you know like some coming. of them
1: their own children and stepchildren, yeah. and everything. But I did wonder because on the Wikipedia page initially it said the victims was twelve to thirteen, and I was like, how do they not know how many victims? But that makes yeah. sense because they they obviously found more remains maybe that they can't pin on. Yeah. Know. And then look, he took he took the, the easy way out. I don't wouldn't yeah. call suicide that generally, but I think when you're up on yeah uh, multiple murder charges uh, and you're facing spending the rest of your life in prison, it certainly becomes the easy way out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's um, it, and I think Rose is still alive. She's um. She's good mates with Myra Hindley, uh, well, was any anyway, before Myra. Yeah. Hindley. <laughs> Is she now? Is no, they were. Now? They were. Yeah, they were. Um, because I was when I was looking into it not too long ago. Uh, like when you Google Fred West, obviously like, the whole, you know, the whole thing comes up. Yeah. But there's not a whole hell of a lot on Rose. And um, like when I look into her, there's a lot of newspaper articles from like the the late nineties, um, early two thousands about how her and Myra Hindley were like really good friends in prison, um. But apparently
2: about- though she was really like in other way, she was very cold and apparently she was the more calculated one of the two of them. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, she was
1: kind yeah, of Yeah, that the was the impression way. I got, was that he was he was obviously evil as well, but like that he yeah. was she was more intelligent and manipulative. Um yeah. and he was and she was the one who dished out the beatings to the kids and stuff, and that he yeah. would very rarely have beaten them. He did other things to his daughters, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. he didn't um he wouldn't have been whacking them every day where she was like abusing them. And um, physically, cool. and she was really sexually promiscuous and stuff. And
0: yeah, it's. It's just, God, it's just... It pure, horrible, yeah. It is pure evil, pure evil. Um, And speaking of pure evil, notorious crime boss Martin Call is shot dead in Dublin. Uh, I wonder, was it uh, was it the journalist that he, he, you know, tried to chase off the last time? Was he the one who did it?
1: Brendan O'Brien came back for revenge. He
0: did, he did. <laughs> Didn't tell me to fuck off, will A you little shit? <laughs> yeah, it was like a proper kin-style murder as well because uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but obviously he was shot while driving his car because you see the car just verges into a... Uh, it's kind of up on the path Against a wall Um So that's That's one One less crim Walking the streets Yeah I think less. he
1: was in traffic And and he tried to drive off then Kind of mm. over the pavement
0: But yeah Well there we go Um And in the Roddy Doyle show Family uh, It highlights the issue Of domestic abuse And alcohol in Ireland As Sean McGinney portrays A drunken and abusive husband Um And uh The You know Obviously the The, the situation And the circumstances Of that show Are pretty grim But um I, I, I kind of got a little bit of humour in it when he turned the chips upside down and he went chips aren't supposed to bounce like that's well you know my, my McCoy's chips certainly did today they were burned to a crisp yeah. <laughs> easily done easily <laughs> done easily, easily done take her eye off the pan for two seconds yeah, your wife probably <laughs> didn't beat you over it <laughs> <laughs> no other things maybe but anyway um, so uh, up next then Sonia O'Sullivan gets gold in the European Championships as she pegs it into first place at the 3000 metre race Get that woman an arboretum. Um, she's got a statue, I think. I think this is Sonia Sullivan's statue somewhere in Cork. There should be, if there I think isn't, she
2: does. yeah, I think she does have one.
0: I'm gonna google that actually really quickly because if not, then uh, they're dead. You're, you're right, they're, they're definitely, uh, they definitely should be because, um, I mean, why not? She's definitely the most famous Irish runner or athlete, I suppose, um, if you want to call her that. Um, now. I will say this. There is a Sonia O'Sullivan statue in Cove. Um, Of course there is. I saw it. I was there. I remember seeing this. um, And I remember thinking the same thing. I'm thinking now as I'm looking at it, they, in traditional bronze statue tradition, it looks nothing like her. Um, Now, I urge you to Google a photo of this if you can, because while the face looks nothing like her, good Lord, did they go to town on her abs? I mean
1: they really focused in on the
0: oh they did it oh
1: yeah, Mac, yeah look at that picture of it here yeah it's like oh, wow like a 16 pack under that
0: that's yeah like it's pretty tight oh there.
2: wow yeah. I, I, I mean i'm, I'm look
1: this picture of her standing the actual sonia standing beside it and they look nothing alike that would worry me as this as the the sculptor
2: it's it's like they've aged her and then gave her an alien body at the top and then some weird That
0: yeah, actually, that's pretty bang on. Uh, now I will say kudos to the creator because the muscle definition, like the actual detail, wow. even in the wrinkles in her top, are yeah, fair yeah. enough. They're they're pretty good. Um, and it was only it's only recent. It was only uh, looking at the sign here that it was uh, unveiled in twenty fifteen. So it is actually recent enough. But yeah, in in typical bronze. Uh, statue fashion, it looks nothing like her in the sense that it's like Cristiano Ronaldo's one, you know, it's very uh, the face is just very you know, I look, I'm not a sculptor so I can't throw stones, but you know, we just maybe need to focus a bit more on the face rather than the the rock yeah, hard well, that.
2: It's great she got a statue Like for what she's done But I think They they just didn't do her justice I don't think
0: Yeah We'll give it another go Another while down the line See an arboretum is easier Um, And uh, Love me for a reason Let the reason be love As Ronan hams it up For the camera While the rest of the boys Are dressed as altar boys For some strange reason 90s boy band videos Surely were something They were This is the
1: biggest Transformation since um, Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn Jenner Yeah (laughs) say Chris Jenner I was like no she has transformed that um Caitlin Jenner yeah like this is like we we saw Boy Zone on the 1993 episode with their you know with dungarees over oh, yeah. over bear tops you know and as I said just, as, as I said kind I of hamming don't... up the home erotica yeah uh, <laughs> and now they're like choir boys oh
2: yeah yeah they're really hitting I, I just takes me back to like my childhood because I grew up with them and they just looked clean cut like so I didn't see them on the I remember watching that you're saying in the Phoenix episode about it um, on the lately and I was like what is this that wasn't what I saw yeah it's...
1: yeah they really they really changed the market they were going for uh, obviously with great success when you look yeah. at how well they did but uh, oh, yeah. they went for your generation seriously, as opposed to uh, <laughs> the maybe more uh, 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 older generation
0: yeah when you think about it there wasn't a whole lot of a lot for um, I suppose Young men, uh, really, in Ireland, because like the boy bands were clearly focused at you know the the the, as we had discovered in the last episode, initially targeted towards the gay male demographic, but obviously moving towards the teenage girl market here, Uh, and then you you couldn't turn around then and be like, oh yeah, well if the girls get the boy bands, then we should get the Spice Girls, you know it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because they were all about girl power. Exactly. See, I mean, you just can't. We, I mean, the closest we got was Bewitched, but you know, that's you wouldn't be telling the lads on the soccer pitch. George, you see the new Bewitched video? Like, you know, we've um, we got the short end of the stick in, in it's that It's all regard.
2: about girl power in the nineties, lads. You know, um, yeah,
0: It's all right. WWF was
1: there to fill the void for us here.
0: <laughs> exactly. There you go. We got. I we got, got
2: no, China at least had it all in WWF.
0: <laughs> no, they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They had the girl power too. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, up next, Down versus Dublin the football as Down pull off the unthinkable and trounce Dublin. Uh, and in the hurling, awfully, yes, that's right, awfully beat Limerick. Um, strange set of circumstances that would never happen today. Um, yeah, they
1: were awfully good, Kieran.
0: Oh, come
2: on. Oh, that's bad. <laughs>
0: the least you could have done was format that in some sort of poem like a Limerick. Oh, wow. Uh, there, there, there you go. Don't get well, down. Don't get down the, about it.
1: No, I won't. These oh, these jokes
0: are just Dublin. <laughs> yeah, see, I could go all day.
1: Please don't. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, the uh, the hurling, right? So the football, yeah, whatever. Down one, They were the fourth <laughs> Ulster team to win in a row. Um, Hello. And um, that was the that was the the way Look. that uh, that it went. Can everyone hear everyone? Oh my internet went for it. It's back now. Oh we're <laughs> back here you're keep, back. Keep um, it yeah, going. yeah, so sorry, the uh the, the football was the football down beat Dublin. Yeah, that's fine. Dublin would have their year in 95. But um the hurling, right? The hurling. So Offaly's Offaly's win. This is this game is known as the five-minute final. Um so called because Offaly scored two five in the last five minutes to beat Limerick by six points, having wow. been well down. It would have been Limerick's first win in 21 years. Um, Offaly had actually won it in the '80s, Kieran. You do you you forgot, Kieran. I did. Uh, they won it. They won it in 1985. I uh, did. When you That's... also made a comment about how rare it was that Offaly <laughs> and it is. I look, you're dead right. Nowadays, Limerick would beat them by probably hundred points, but uh, times times were different then. And I did think. Um. So Johnny Dooley buried that penalty. Um. The first goal we saw in the in the hurling there, uh, and uh, my first thought was, "Dooley, I thought I told you to trim the sideburns." You just had that like straight, uh, no sideburn look going on, um, which was which which was wonderful. Johnny Dooley, um, was it Johnny Dooley? Or one of the awfully players, either Johnny Dooley or Johnny Pilkington, maybe a few of them were renowned for having a couple of points the night before matches. Uh, um, they were a very loose team. They relied a lot on uh, just pure talent, and they weren't too big on the old uh, the old. Right, uh, sports science or fitness, no kind of kind of thing. But it worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked. they won a few. They won another one. Uh, we'll see them win another one in a few years. So something was doing. Something was good in the water and awfully.
0: I'm going to totally forget again, um, because like, look, as I said to, as I said to me man, I did me leaving. Sir, I, I just don't read my notes, so uh, don't, you know, don't expect much from me. Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> remind you in '98. Yeah, ah, well, there we go. I write it down. Um, and uh, up next, Harry Whelan is appointed High Court President. However, the Brendan Smith scandal comes back to bite him as Albert Reynolds gets caught in the mix, as it causes a rift between Fianna Fáil and Labour, and Labour rather. Uh, it's honest that Dick Spring has a few strong words, which leads to the resignation nation of Albert Reynolds and he puts the political spin on it of course and says he's achieved what he wanted to in his term a new hope emerges as Bertie becomes Fianna Fáil leader and John Bruton takes the role of Taoiseach we see that the economy is on the rise along with peace in the north so the Celtic tiger is truly beginning to stir as here come the good times
1: here we go this Uh. is um this is this is the start of it. This is the start of the gravy train towards the Celtic Tiger. Yeah,
0: soon, yeah. As soon as we'll be seeing um, we'll be seeing uh, cranes, you know, going up in um, crane going up in like, cranes going up in Dublin, you know, and uh, all of that um, all of that stuff. I, I didn't actually realise the song at the end was the um, was the what call it the, the the song for Ireland in the World Cup um, for yeah, that 2002.
1: year. yeah Yeah,
0: here come the good times and the reason why it threw me off is because the lead singer of the band who you know unoriginally named a house um it looks like sean lock comedian uh so i genuinely thought this was a british thing but no it's um a house an irish band so it sure
1: is the um this this is interesting right so obviously the the attorney general scandal brought down um Made Labour resign because Albert Reynolds Was caught lying about it yeah. um, and about So this was the delay we were talking about, about Extraditing uh, Brendan Smith So it took seven months to act on the Extradition of uh, Brendan Smith from the Republic where he was hiding uh, Essentially uh, With everyone knowing that he was a Violent pedophile and yeah. had been for many years. Uh, but Harry Whelan took seven months to get his act together and uh, sort it out. Reynolds initially said, "Well, Harry Whelan didn't know anything about it. Um, you know, it was his officer, blah blah blah." But anyway, it turned out Reynolds was 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 being a bit, uh, what's the word, flexible with the truth. Yeah, so yeah. being
2: a politician, basically. Yeah, basically. But Dick Spring,
1: yeah. being the honourable sort that he was, he said, "Well, we're not going to be in trouble with you anymore. We're going to pull out." Um,
0: so, Dick, than, so 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 Dick pulled out.
1: <laughs> Dick, Dick, Dick pulled out Dick pulled out Dick pulled out And he um, Not only did he pull out But then he was about to jump back into bed Once Bertie uh, got, got Got into Into power Once Bertie became the leader of Fianna Fáil They were going to resume the government Which was with Bertie as Taoiseach And then suddenly at the last minute Along comes the Rainbow Coalition Oh yes Which oh. is way too cuddly a term For a government that contains Fianna Gael By the way mm-hmm. um, John Bruton comes in Somehow Fianna Gael had decided that they Had the same political views As Labour And the democratic left um, Doesn't make a lot of sense To me yeah. but anyway, They all I think the main view was Get being fall out of power uh, Which they did And uh, And they came in right, right at the start Of the good times
0: And Yeah And believe me They rode that gravy train As much as they could um, oh, definitely. So uh, that actually brings 1994 to a close. But before we leave, what we do every week is we go around and discuss that if we were to take three people from tonight's episode that we wish to sit down with at a lovely dinner party, who would they be? So I'll start with Simon this week. If you were to pick any three people from this episode to come to a dinner party, who would you bring?
1: Okay, so um, the f- I'm going to bring... So the first person I will bring will be John Aldridge. Uh, John Aldridge is a footballer who uh, called the FIFA official a twat and a dickhead because he was a twat and a dickhead and uh, deserved it. Um, the, the story there, by the way, just being go over it, is that uh, John Aldridge was a sub and he was being brought on. And um, the, he was coming on for Tommy Coyne, who was up front. And Tommy Coyne came off the pitch, but your man wouldn't let Aldridge on. So Ireland are 2-0 down. And uh, Aldridge just standing on the sideline having a barney with him. I like that he stood his ground. I like that he's a he's a, an angry scouser, and I think yep. he'd be good crack. So we're going to get John Aldridge in, um, and he's just an legend of Irish football in general. Uh, and you know, I'm a sucker for a sportsman, um, yeah. so he's so he's he's coming in. Um, <laughs> I considered bringing the loyalist guy, Gusty Spence, but he is a loyalist paramilitary, so we're not going to bring him. I don't think he'd be that good crack, to be honest. Uh, So I just liked his glasses. Um, So I actually decided that I would bring uh, Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettigan, uh, the winners of the Eurovision, because that is literally my, it's one of my favorite songs in general, but it's certainly my favorite Eurovision song. uh, And I would very much like them to play me. A live version of that. Um, me and Aldo are going to get on the beer. The two lads are going to play rock and roll kids. It's going to be a lovely time.
0: That sounds like a right, right booze up. Um So, seriously, if you had to pick any three people from tonight's episode to bring to a dinner party, who would you bring?
2: Um, I don't know what I, I, I want, I want OJ Simpson just to understand the title of the book, <laughs> <laughs> if they did it or not, <laughs> and see if the glove Fit or not. Um then i don't know i probably i don't know why but drunken russian i just think that it was so funny of course awesome. yeah and um oh the cranberries
0: ah brilliant This
2: one, cranberries just because they're legends and i love them
0: yeah great i've been listening to the all week actually since uh, since i yeah. started watching these episodes you forget how you, you forget how talented dolores and, and the rest of the lads were um, so my pick would be OJ Just because I think that I'd have a world of questions For the man um, <laughs> Namely How the hell did you think You were going to avoid Anybody in a big white truck <laughs> um, I would also bring Sonia Just because she's an absolute legend um, And I would bring Michael Flatley Just just so I could Punch him in his stupid face Um <laughs> I have just I've I've never liked Michael Flanery. There's just always something about him I just don't trust. Probably because the shirt is buttoned down way too low. Um but uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of 1994. Sarah she's going to join us again next week for the year that is 1995. Um in the meantime, if you want to keep up with us, we're going to be retweeting um some of the stuff we talked about tonight, particularly the uh, 70s dinner party food. Um what was that what was that page again actually? Simon? 70. Uh,
1: that's 70s dinner party. That's at 70, so 70s underscore party. Um, yeah. uh, you will not miss it when you see it. You will know exactly what you're looking at.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, just do yourself a favor. Um, don't, don't eat before you watch. You, you look. Don't at look
1: at it on a weak stomach. Like the first yeah. picture I see. St- the pinned tweet is what looks like an iceberg lettuce stuffed with some kind of uh, meat and veg.
0: Ugh. God, I'm fucking getting... Oh, no,
2: lads, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, look, I didn't know you could do that to a lettuce and just because you can just doesn't mean you should. Um, So if you want to keep up with all the happenings that's going on with us and indeed all these strange Twitter pages that that Simon is out finding. um, So look, I said it in the earlier episode... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm deadly serious. If we get two thousand followers on Twitter, I will make the Heinz Club sandwich. Um, so you can follow us at R I Y E Podcast. That's where you'll be. So I just want to say a huge thank you to Siarshi Smith for joining us this week.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: And a big thank you as always to Simon Chadwick for helping me along. Thank you very much, Kieran. Um, and as to you out there Thank you very much for listening Of course this episode Drop and every every other episode Except for our Wednesday Spectacular uh, Drops every Saturday at 8pm So be sure to listen Be sure to follow Like, do whatever you gotta do But as always Keep on reeling
2: I remember 62
0: I was 16 and so were you And we lived next door On the avenue Jerry Lee was begging Elvis too Blue jeans and blue suede shoes And we never knew What life held in store We just wanted to rock and roll Forevermore
2: We were the rock and roll kids
0: Rock and roll already did and listening to those songs on the radio I was yours and you were mine that was once upon a time now we never seem to rock and roll